What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Alni fans, welcome to another episode of the Gold Standard, episode 35. And in this episode, we are just going to need, we're just going to talk about the different candidates for the new head coaching position. Um, you know, it's day nine, nine days since Ashley Howard's fired. And, you know, a lot of names have emerged. So many names. Yeah, so many. Um, I mean... <laughs> So I'm just going to talk about some of the top names and, you know, how they've kind of evolved. Um, you know, I'm going to go over them at first. And then if we still have time, you know, I'll probably do some analysis on, you know, who the, fav- who the favorites might be and, um, uh, you know, who, yeah, maybe we'll go into who our favorites are. Um, so, you know, we're in day nine now, but, you know, since, you know, Ashley Howard got fired last Monday, but, the first name we heard when he was fired was Matt Langle from Colgate. Like, oh my God, Matt Langle. Like, that sounds like a home run. You know, oh, yeah. He's 44. Um, you know, so he's at he's been at Colgate for 11 years. Um, and recently, you know, he's kind of turned them into a power in the Patriot League. Like, in the last four years, he's 86 and 36, which is like a seven, almost a 70.720 winning percentage. Um, you know, he's got a lot of ties to the area. He's from Morristown, New Jersey. You know, he played at Penn from 96 to 2000. You know, he's assistant at Penn under Dumphy uh, from 04 to 06, and then joined Dumphy at Temple um, as assistant when Dumphy went there after Penn from 2006 to 2011. And then 2011, the current, he's been at Colgate. Um, it took him a little bit uh, to turn them around, but, um, you know, he's done a great job, but, you know, at first you heard like Langle's not going to come here. And then I think earlier this week, you heard that uh, he signed an extension with um, Colgate through 2030. So he's out of the picture. Yeah. That obviously would have been the home run hire. And, and everyone knows that like it was too good to be true. It was a pipe dream. There's, there's no way that we were going to get him. He's looking for power five and news just broke that he got a massive extension. So Colgate intends to keep him until Matt finds that perfect dream job that he's always wanted, a la like a Notre Dame, which I've heard said a few times, which sounds silly. You've heard Notre Dame? Yeah, someone kept I think a few people have added us saying like he wants he wants like a Notre Dame type job. Interesting. So, I wonder if he goes. I don't know when that would be, or I mean if the money's right, maybe he'll go. But um to anywhere, honestly. Another P five school could be on his list, but um Matt has definitely made it clear that he does not want to come to LaSalle and he wants to stay and, and keep the success going. I mean, it, it seems very comfy where he's at right now. Yeah. I'm just curious. I know like 2030 is a while away. And I think he's <laughs> only is. like 44, but I wonder if he would be like, I know Jay Wright's 60. I'm almost thinking like outside the box. Like I wonder yeah. if he'd be like Jay Wright's a, a like heir apparent in Ooh. like eight years. Oh. Um, I guess it you know, wouldn't be the first time. I know Jay Wright, I think, went from – I think it was Hofstra. Um, yes. Was he at Bucknell also? Jay? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, but I was going another Patriot League to Big East jump. But, yeah, no, but Langle's out, so that's the first guy. Um, so, moving down the list, the second guy we kind of heard about um, – was John Gallagher at Hartford. He's also, you know, 44. He's been at uh, Hartford for 12 years. Um, you know, his winning percentage, you know, isn't the best. And, no. uh, you know, it's only like 449. Um, he did, however, bring them to a recent NCAA tournament. Um, however, this past year, you know, he was 12 and 20. Um, you know, he has ties there at being from Havertown, you know, playing at St. Joe's from 96, 99. You know, even being a LaSalle assistant from 93 to 03 under Speedy, um, Speedy and Billy Hahn, because I think Speedy was there to, uh, to 02, and I think Hahn was there from 03 to 06. 
Um, you know, also had other assistant jobs at Lafayette, Hartford, and then um, at Penn from 2008 to 2010. I'm not sure if that was under Jerome Allen. Um, I think that was. But um, with Gallagher, you know, he had two uh, former LaSalle players on the team, mm -hmm. Tracy Carter and Jared Kimbrough, and they were both, you know, um, speaking great about him, saying, like, he builds great culture. Um and there was a lot of rumors that like he was going to be the guy. Um, there but, still are rumors. <laughs> yeah, there's still rumors that he still could going. be the next head coach. But that winning percentage, I mean, you're playing the America East, and if you can't win, you're coming off a 12 and 20 season at Hartford. How are you going to do? You know, how are you going to do in the A10? Yeah. Um, you know, with a team like LaSalle, and A10 is a very competitive conference. You know, given you know the resource at LaSalle, you have a tough, it's going to be tough, uh, yeah. especially when you have track record, um, the type of track record. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think he's kind of fallen out um, of yeah. the, kind of the heavy hitters. Uh, yeah. He was, he was rumors. mentioned, he was mentioned a ton. He was mentioned. Yeah, he, no, he was, he was like every day. I felt like there was someone talking about Gallagher and it's an awesome thought at first when you think about the culture mm -hmm. and what he has created at Hartford is, is a, is a good story. I guess when they went to the tournament, it's, it seemed very improbable how they went to the tournament, but Absolutely. when you have a good culture, things like that can happen. Like, you know, surprises like that could happen. Unfortunately, I don't think we want to hire somebody based on like, you know, that single season. Um, but I do think that culture is a big piece that was missing and he could do that. Now the rest of it, I'm not sure about. So I'm I'm like 50-50 with him. It feels like kind of a bargain or kind of like somewhere where you would build upon, right? Like you get it, you 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 buy low, sell high. You're I, I don't even think our floor is, is is raised. You know what I mean? I don't think our floor is raised. I I just think that he maintains and he starts the, yeah, he like starts the program because honestly, we are starting from scratch. That's what, that's one thing we need to touch on is that this, this program is literally at zero. We have like eight dudes and most of them haven't even played more than like five minutes a game. And it just feels like we're starting from scratch. Do you want Gallagher to be that guy that, that kind of kicks off this new era? I don't know. He's got yeah. culture, which helps. But I envision him building and then, you know, someone needs to take over later. I, I don't know how long we could run with him. Um, I mean, if he's 44, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it makes a lot of sense for him. I feel like this, you know, makes a lot of sense for him more than it does, like, for LaSalle. Because, you know, yeah. um, Hartford, you know, is dropping from D3 to D1. Um, D3, D1. Or D1 to D3. D3. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, so I feel like it makes sense from his point, you know, wanting to get, you stay in D1. Um, and, you know, he's a local guy, like I was saying. So it makes a lot of sense on his end. But for LaSalle, like, if, if they're going to stay in the A-10, it seems like they want to. Like, I feel like they need someone with a proving track record um, mm -hmm. of winning. Yes. And if you can't win in the American East, I feel like you're going to have a hard time, you know, winning in the Atlantic 10, especially, you know, you look at this offseason, you see what, you know, UMass and Rhode Island did. And I feel like you need to kind of, you need more of a, like a splashy uh, type of, type of hire. And I, I don't think this will do it. Yeah. If you're going to go outside of uh, coaches that, if you're going to go with coaches that don't have a 10 experience, they better have a good record in their conference. Right, like we, absolutely no, one hundred percent. We we you're right that we need to value a ten experience more. So there's a few other guys that you you're going to dive no, into. I mean, that, not necessarily have a ten experience, but I guess in this situation, all of them do. I, I, I guess do you're like, right. All of them like, do, except mm -hmm. for. Well, yeah, they all do. No, all of them, you're right. All they them all do. do. All, so mm -hmm. it's, it's fine. Mention. It's fine. It's just their record. <laughs> His record isn't great, so that's the biggest glaring issue. Um, some people say forget about the record. Don't think about the record. Like. There's been successful hires in the past, like Mark Schmidt was, did not have a glowing record. Went that's to true. St. Bonaventure. That's I feel like that's rare. That's, I feel like that's rare. But there's a lot of parallels to be made between Bonaventure and us. Like, it feels like we're starting from scratch. It feels like we are in a terrible area. We are 
a university that's struggling. And I, I don't know what Bonaventure was like prior to Mark Schmidt, but I feel like he amplified the program and he came out of nowhere and just revitalized it. So maybe that could be the case for John Gallagher. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's tough comparing. I mean, I know you're, you have some parallels, but then again, it's like Philadelphia is like a big city and there's like, you know, five other, like, you know, a lot of other schools and like Bonaventure is the only, the only thing in town, but you know, he, he built that like, yeah. But, you know, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, yeah. You could be that guy. Um, you never know. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not totally going to dismiss him. But, okay. Um, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, we got John Gallagher. I would be like, no, okay. I feel, okay, no, we have feel, something. We have a guy. We have a guy. Let's see what he can yeah. do. No, I mean, I feel like the fan base wouldn't be happy. I mean, yeah. I was looking on the message words and they had a poll. And – like his numbers were the worst by far. There was like <laughs> three people who said they wanted him and 50 who said no. Like it was even close. Like the amount of people who w- would be mad, like it would be, it would last. Yeah. People, people would not be pleased with that hire. Maybe that's why he kind of fell out of the race or like people yeah. are saying. I think they probably they might've saw it and were like, this isn't like, this isn't, this isn't happening. This yeah. isn't. Yeah. So I, yeah, I saw that, and uh, that was really eye-popping. All 12 of our uh, fellow LaSalle fans. <laughs> All right, uh, next guy on the list um, that's being mentioned is uh, Fran Dumphy. You know, he might be old, and, you know, if he was to get this job, I feel like a lot of jokes would fly around saying, like, you know, oh, now he's, you know, coached at three of the big five schools, you know, only has two more to go to complete the, you know, getting all five or coaching in all five schools. But, um, I mean, you can't dismiss, you know, his, his pedigree. And, um, you know, I know he's been out of the game for a few years. You know, he was at Temple, you know, at, um, his last year was in 2019. You know, he was there for 13 years. I mean, a 625 winning percentage, um, eight NCAA tournament appearances, two NITs, um, you know, who is a pen for 17 years, you know, 655 winning percentage, 800 in conference, uh, nine NCAA tournament appearances. Um, I mean, you just can't, I mean, his resume, I know he's old, you know, he's 73 years old. He hasn't coached for a little bit. Um, but I mean, he, he's a legend in Philadelphia. I mean, he's, of like one of the best coaches you know the city's kind of ever seen in terms of college basketball um yeah you know he went to LaSalle you know he's the current broadcaster you know he does home games during the week um you know he was even the um interim AD at Temple from you know 2020-2021 so I mean you can't dismiss that record that pedigree um you know there was rumors about you know Dumphy and maybe, you know, Gallagher coming in, um, you know, after, I guess, you know, a couple of years or whatever. Um, but, you know, you can't, I think he can really coach. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, if he's still got it at 73. Um, but I mean, maybe, you know, he could be a bridge, you know, you know about the, um, you hear about the facilities upgrade, you know, maybe he could, you know, you know, LaSalle obviously, you know, struggling, you know, um, he could kind of build the program back up until, you know, they find, you know, his successor. Uh, but it's definitely an intriguing name. Definitely. And Fran Dunphy, when I was talking about bargains, Fran Dunphy is the ultimate bargain because he has ties to our university. He already has an ID. He already has a key card to get into the building. It would be the easiest transition. It would be the, it would definitely be the easiest transition to get him installed as head coach. He has he cannot stay away from a basketball court. You'll see him up in the Raptors and at Leah Core Center. Now he's calling games alongside Kale Beers at LaSalle games. He can't stay away. And that is the biggest reason why he's in the mix right now. Um, he must have given some indication that he's he he would like the interview because his name still is is out there and he still seems to be a possibility. The, the, the <laughs> he might just take lunch money to, to coach us to coach LaSalle. I feel like he could easily come in and at low cost keep this program afloat. Once again, the whole mindset of just starting somewhere, right? We know it's not a permanent solution. He will be there at the beginning and he won't finish it, but he will definitely start it 
and, and hopefully jumpstart it. I know age and, and years out of coaching is definitely not a good thing, but I feel like he has just lived here for so long and been in this area so long. It just feels very natural and, and it shouldn't result in many hiccups and, and it would honestly, it would just feel a very natural, a very natural um, move, almost too easy, almost too natural, right? Like it, it does feel like if we went with Dunphy, um, we lost every other opportunity because there's a lot of other guys, you know what I mean? Like Dunphy, we would be settling in a sense. So that's the negative way to look at this, right? You like think, we, we, you think we'd so? Be Cause I feel like he's better than some of the candidates. Like I, if they, if they get him, I don't think, I mean, people I think at first will be upset, like, oh, Dunphy, you know, he's old. But settling like he, in the sense that we don't have the money or we, we can't come to an agreement with these other coaches. Settling as in okay. these I, other I, I, coaches I don't, don't want to come here or didn't see what we saw. Like, you know what I mean? It's like he's like a fallback option. Not saying he's bad, but he's just kind of like – I don't know. It's like when all else fails, we we know we have Dunphy pull pull in case of emergency type of thing. You know what I mean? It, which I, I know I'm what you're just, saying. That's kind I, of I my thoughts. Better than an emergency plan. Like, given that I don't know. Like I was, you know, looking at that resume, and I was like, I don't know it. I like I didn't real like. I looked at it and I was like, holy crap! Like that that's impressive resume. Yeah. I mean, I know he's old, but still, like, you can coach um yeah and like i don't know like that the i didn't know his resume was that good like, i knew he was a really good coach i didn't know like the resume was that good yeah a lot of people are in favor of dunphy um we just hope i like if it was dunphy someone said this if it was dunphy as the top choice we would have probably already announced it i mean i don't know i mean I understand that you want to get a coach, you know, in there, you can, you know, right now you don't really have many players. You want to get a coach in there and then, you know, hit the portal hard, you know, hit, you know, recruiting, um, you know, kids out of high school hard, but at the same time you want to get this higher, right? So if that, yeah. you know, if it takes, you know, two weeks to really, you know, get all these interviews in and make sure you found your guy, then, if that's what it takes or maybe yeah. like, you know i mean i don't i, I want to like nail this higher i know you know the roster's out there but like the first year you're not going to win like the first year doesn't mean anything to me it's about the long term like right. yeah you need to hit on this higher so i don't care how much time it takes um i just want it to be the right guy because you can't afford to mess this up again yeah with all these other names though like when you think about it fran <laughs> if fran is selected how would you feel I would feel like we've we've exhausted all of our other options. Oh, I, no I offense to him. No, I, you don't I, think so? No, I disagree. I if if Fran is the higher, um, I feel like a lot of people will be upset just because it's him and he's an older guy and it's like oh, like um, not going to get a younger guy in. But I don't know. I something about like stability and you know him still wanting to coach. Yeah, and I know. Like from your perspective, you're saying that. Um, like he would do this almost for nothing because he loves it so much. He loves LaSalle. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I've been, you know, in this city my whole life and I feel like for a lot of time he's been a coach at their Penn or Temple, but I, I don't know. I think the guy can really coach. And if that means he can bring back up the foundation of the school um, in terms of basketball and, you know, um, trying to build back that reputation in a few years before, you know, um, you know, the goal is renovated, then it might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so I, I know what you're saying, but um, it, it's not, it's not a bad thought. Yeah. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I am actually, when we talk about old guys, I am, I am in favor of Fran. I just think with all these names, it's like, there's a, there's a lot of choices now. And, and uh, he, he was the first, he was one of the first names said, and nothing, nothing happened after that. So I'm just like waiting for more developments, you know, like yeah. talks are heating up with Fran or, or Gallagher's out of the mix. Fran is going to be the only one like that combination of a Fran Gallagher 
kind of threw me for a loop and what had been what I was thinking of the first few days of this search. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy, kind of good, yeah. like kind of young and old, like culture and, and experience. It, it, it's, it felt like a really nice blend, but all of that has just felt, feels like it's just gone out the window. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I feel like that ship might've sailed. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So same with maybe this guy also. Um, so <laughs> next guy I kind of want to talk, I want to talk about is, um, Phil Martelli, mm-hmm. you know, given, uh, you know, the current, um, assistant coach or I don't know if that's the term head assistant coach at, at Michigan under Jawan Howard, but you know, his pedigree, um, you know, being at St. Joe's for, I think 24 years, um, <laughs> I believe seven NCAA tournament appearances, five NITs, including, you know, an elite A, a sweet 16. Um, So um, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. This is, um, this is who I want. I I, I want Phil. Um, I I mean, the guy can coach. He knows the city. I feel like he wants to be back in the city. He's got a lot of family in the area. Yeah. You know, he's been in Michigan for a few years and I, I think he still wants to coach, you know, he's still on the sideline. He wasn't happy about how he, you know, got fired at St. Joe's. Um, I think he wants to like, like stick it to him. Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't happy, you know, how he got handled, um, you know, with the AD. Um, he knows the city well. Um, uh, I think that he would be, I mean, you can say him and Dumphy are kind of similar. You know, he's a little younger than um, Dumphy, and, you know, he's currently in coaching. Um, but I feel like he knows um, – yeah, he knows the city of Philadelphia. He knows um, the Atlantic 10. You know, he's, he was in it a long time. Um, yeah. Who do you think revitalizes the Big Five more? Yeah, that's yeah, that's also that's also. That's, so you think Martelli will revitalize the Big Five more than Dunphy, right? No, but I'm just saying I feel like Phil would create a lot of buzz. That's that's yeah. the next point. I, I couldn't think of what I was going to say. It would create a lot of buzz. Like the Big Five, I feel like is dead. I feel like Dunphy. I feel like Phil Phil makes um, a lot a little more buzz just because of yeah. you know how he was fired with St. Joe's and LaSalle and St. Joe's like being rivals. Um, right now, I mean, they feel like each other on the pillow played every year, uh, yeah. but um, I don't know. I think it would create some buzz, like oh my god, like because I feel like LaSalle and St. Joe's games, like the rivalry, isn't much. I feel like if Phil gets hired, like I think those games are sold out. I, I think yeah. both buildings are packed. Like maybe like get him at the palestra, like get both the palestra. Maybe that'll still sell out. But maybe because yeah. I'm you know so close to it, and you know I podcast about LaSalle, but I think this would be a buzz, like. Because I know all the St. Joe's fans are like, oh, my God, like, Phil, like, oh, he never he never go to the south side. Um, maybe a little biased, you know. He's also a prep grad. Um, so, but I think it would create some buzz. Um, and, you know, I'll never forget. I feel like he's a pretty good, like, speaker. And um, love to hear, like, some of his press comments would be entertaining. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he still got, you know, some left to prove. And I think he can recruit. And I think he can coach a little bit. Um, so, I mean, it would be intriguing, um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I, don't know, I just like it for all those reasons. I just said, what do you think? Yeah. What, imagine him on 94 WIP. Uh, he used to go on the radio show weekly, right. And, yeah, and talk, and now he's going to be the fate. He was way more out there in the public than like John Giannini. I always thought about that. Like Martelli seemed to be like a PR guy. Like he had Absolutely. a show, mm-hmm. Hawk Talk, right? That was on. Uh, yeah, no, he was really public. PSN Philly. He was on TV. He was on the radio. He he absolutely would raise the profile of LaSalle and increase the the rivalries in the Big Five. It it really does. It really does make a lot of sense. It really does, Rich. And come around, and come around. I am coming around a little bit. I know I was. I I personally was more Fran. Mm-hmm less Phil, but the more I think about it, he, he is ready. Like he, he would be, he would be the guy to jumpstart the program. And, and he, what, he went two and three at Michigan when he was as in, as interim head coach. 
because three of two. The, oh, he went. Are you sure he went three and two? Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, three and two. That's pretty good <laughs> for Michigan. Um, no, but he. It, the question I have is like, can he come back and and drop back down? Because Michigan is a totally different world than Absolutely. here. Like, you think he can just jump right back in? Like he never left and, it's, and it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a risk, but yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'd like it. I just like it. Cause I feel like it creates buzz um, about LaSalle and it's kind of like a known um, quantity, you know, in the Philadelphia yeah. area. Yeah. So I feel like it just creates buzz. Like it could be oh, like, it creates buzz. Is that, that what you're saying? Yeah. No, it creates buzz. And I'm saying like <laughs> it, I feel like it just moves the needle. Like I feel like LaSalle, they usually, you know, get these no like no names. And obviously, you know, one of the things, you know, we're naming all these guys and they, you know, currently have, you know, head coaching experience because, you know, you don't want to go in that direction with, you know, how the last thing ended. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, Phil, you know, has been, you know, he's coached in Philadelphia. He's had success in Philadelphia. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I, I would love it because I feel like it creates a buzz and, <laughs> I know I've said it like six times. And are um, you sure it creates a buzz? Um, <laughs> I'm dying. Um, uh, so why why hasn't Martelli been mentioned recently on Twitter? Like his name has totally gone away. I feel like amongst the John Rothsteins and the Barzellos and and all the people that have been tweeting about this coaching search, Martelli has taken a backseat for sure. Which in this new world of our athletic director, Brian Baptiste, it feels like you never know with him. And Martelli might be the guy. Like, we can't rule it out for sure. I just think it's interesting that nobody's talked about him yet. Like, nobody's really talked about him that much. And, and it's kind of, kind of odd to me. You know what I mean? Like, did he already interview and, and everything kind of was set? And, and now Baptiste is interviewing everybody else? And he's got Martelli in his back pocket? I don't no, know. No, I don't know. I mean... I would like, I would love to know what the main things that Brian Baptiste is looking for in a head coach. Um, you know, given that he's like an outsider, like he's not like, yeah. you know, he's not born and um, he, wasn't, he wasn't born and raised in Philadelphia. Right. Um, so I'd like to see some of the, uh, you know, core competencies and stuff he's looking for in a head coach. Um, core competencies. So I, I like that. No, you know what I mean? I want to know, yeah. like, what is he looking at? Like, how are you persuading him if you're in these meeting rooms, you know, off of campus, you know, in like private hotels, like, what are you telling Baptiste? Like, what is, what can you say that's going to sway Baptiste? Um, So just because I think Martelli is the guy, I don't know what's atop of that list that Baptiste is looking for. Right. Um, I mean, late sixties, you know, early seventies might, I don't know if he's just doing that to, you know, give people a favor um, I don't know if this is a sole decision or if it's like a board and like, I feel like the board of LaSalle probably wouldn't want, um, you know, Phil hired. I feel like my grandfather would be like rolling his gray if he knew that Phil was going to be the next head coach, but that's separate. Um, We're in a desperate thing. time right now. So I, I, yeah, think I feel like it options. is, yeah, can, you know, get the Hawk. <laughs> consider all the options. That's how I feel. Um, I mean, it's definitely an intriguing option. Uh, even though it's my top guy, I, I kind of would be shocked, maybe not shocked, um, but I, I don't think Baptiste will do it. And I think it'll probably be one of the next two guys we mentioned. Yeah. Um, so the fifth guy I want to talk about is um, Dave Paulson. Um, you know, he uh, was fired from George Mason, you know, another uh, A-10 school last year. You know, I think he was um, on the bench at Fordham this year under um, Kyle Neptune. He has a is that right? Um, I guess is that right? A career winning percentage of six nineteen, um, but I feel like a lot of that success, you know, is at Williams um, and other in other schools. But you know, D at the D one level, you know, he's at Bucknell. He had a five eight five eighty eight winning percentage. Um, you know, he made two NCAA, NCAA tournaments with Bucknell and two NITs. Um, you know, then he was um, had a five eleven winning percentage at Mason. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's been around the block a little bit. Yeah, um, he's fifty seven. Um, it will be an interesting hire. Um, a lot of people at Mason, I feel like, weren't really crazy about his X and O's. Um, but I feel like for us, you know, when 
the, I mean, um, the COVID year is when uh, he was the last coach against LaSalle, or when he last coached against LaSalle, I should say. And he beat us by 30 points twice. I think it was like 30, they won by 33 yeah. Mason, and they just won by 31. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy can really, like, coach. But, I mean, that's just two games. Like, you know, I'm watching it. Um, and I feel like it, he could recruit pretty well. You know, Josh Oduro um, was Atlantic 10 all first team. And, you know, A.J. Wilson, I think, was defense first team all defensive um, the year he got fired. But he also had, like, Javon Green and um, Jordan Miller. And he recruited Colick. Like, I think the guy could recruit. So, I mean, if he could get those players – um, to Mason, I'm curious what he could do, you know, with, with some of the players we have locally in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, but coaching might – like the X and O's and some other things might be an issue. But um, it, it's definitely an intriguing name and um, someone with, you know, um, history of coaching and, I guess, you know, PA in the Patriot League and also the Atlantic Town with George Mason. Yeah. I feel like people would clown us a lot if we got Paulson. And I'd, I'd deal with it. You know what I mean? Like – it seems like everybody knows exactly what he's like. And I feel like Paulson might have something to prove, right? Like he, it, it didn't pan out at George Mason. He wants to get back into the A-10 and prove his worth. And for that reason alone, I'm, I'm intrigued. And I can deal with the criticisms as long as we are in the middle of the pack of the A-10. But is that good enough? Is that what we want? Is that the goal of standard? I don't know. There, if you have the mindset of just get us out of the basement of the A-10, then like right, Paulson's like right now, that's all I want. Like right now, with the way some of these other schools are paying their coaches and the facilities they have, like right now, until we get that, I mean, new arena and have like, I'm, yeah. I'm satisfied. Like, I don't want to say that, but like, I want to be relevant and then I'd like, like I'd give a lung to go to the NCAA tournament again, but um, <laughs> but I'd give a lung to be the to five go- seed in a or the seven seed in a in an A ten tournament. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying it's hard to compete in the A ten when you have like you know UMass throwing 1.8 million at Frank Martin and Archie Miller getting like around the same amount of money, like 1.8 million in Rhode Island, and then we're probably throwing I don't know five or six hundred thousand dollars out to these candidates. Yep. Um, I'd be shocked if it was much more. So it's kind of tough. And you, when you look at the facilities, look at the arenas, you know, look at um, it, it's not even the same kind of league, but we are in the same, you know, the um, conference. So it, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. Um, you got to really sell them on LaSalle and you know, what makes LaSalle a special place. Um, so it's kind of tough when, you know, you're selling them on intangibles and you see all these like, beautiful facilities um yeah. at these other places so i would it, take it's him tough i would take him given the circumstances once again we're starting from scratch all of these candidates feel like they could turn this program around all of them even some maybe a little less than others but all of them should be able to turn this program around and and then you know who knows what happens after that after yeah, like five years say, six or, years it might not be the same but <laughs> at least we we aren't dead when you I, say turn this program around I, I i think you just mean like stabilize it correct yes, correct yeah turn it around so we i don't know what that looks like exactly but we have like a few more wins. like middle of the pack team in the conference yes yes like make that us would... like relevant not always like bottom feeders exactly exactly and i think all these candidates so far can do that can do that and we'll take all the clowning and all the jokes and we'll deal with them we'll fire right back paulson yeah definitely has heard it from Mason fans and everyone else about his deficiencies. But in our world, our little world of LaSalle men's basketball, we will take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I definitely give him a look. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, um, but it seems like he's definitely, uh, I feel like Baptiste, you know, could be a, you know, Baptiste has his eye on him. Um, so the last guy I want to talk about, you know, in the top six is um, Carl Hobbs. You know, Carl Hobbs um, has been a head coach in a while. Um, you know, he coached me, um, George Washington, excuse me, uh, from 2001 to 2011, where he won two um, A-10 tournaments in 2005 and 2007. Um you know, in that span, you know, 
04 to 05, 05, 06, 06, 07, you know, three consecutive, you know, NCAA tournaments and um, the year before that, you know, an NIT run. So, um, I mean, a little bit of success. Um, and his record at George Washington was 166 and 129. Um, recently, you know, he, he was at, um, he was an assistant at UConn from 2012 to 2016. And most recently, currently, um, he's an associate head coach at Rutgers. So, I mean, Hobbs, you know, had success. And I guess, you know, he was, I might have worn out um, being, you know, head coach at George Washington. Wanted, you know, you know what, I'll take a break. Let's be an assistant. And maybe right now he wants to come back. You know what, like I've, I was at UConn. I don't know if – I guess he was in AAC. I don't think um, the big, they went to the Big East more recently. And then, you know, Rutgers in the Big Ten. So, if he wants to get back in the game, I feel like he knows what it takes. Um, yes. I think you're right. So, it's definitely an intriguing name. I feel like someone totally, like, out of the blue. Like, I had to look up the name. Um, I didn't know – like, I didn't even I didn't even know he coached um, in the A-10 previously. But Me neither. I really didn't know much about him. It's definitely an intriguing name, and I feel like one – I feel like right now, like if you were to ask me, even though I said I want Phil, I think he's the favorite that Baptiste would hire. I think I think he's the guy that Baptiste – if you were to – if I had to put money on a candidate that Baptiste is going to hire, I would say it's going to be Carl Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Hobbs is my personal favorite. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm learning a lot about him, and yeah. to me, it feels like – he he has a lot of credentials that I don't know. I mean, when you win two A10 tournaments, it really makes me excited. Like Phil has that too. I know, I know, <laughs> but he's young. You know, I don't know. He's a little younger than Phil. I mean, yeah. What I could I could see us going with Phil or Hobbs, and I would be happy with either, and I would deal with it. I would I would be I would be happy. And right now, I think Hobbs is my number one, though, only because he's that shiny new object that, uh, even though he's been around for a while, he feels like to me this new guy that I haven't heard of much that much. But he has proven himself to be successful. Yeah. You look at Rutgers, a complete turnaround, right? Like I, I don't know if anybody else could say the same thing right now out of all these coaches, right? When you talk about complete turnarounds. Like he helped Rutgers become what yeah, it is I now. Mean, that's good. I and mean, that's he, a good question. And GW, or GW was terrible, right? Currently or back then? Yeah, like I, I'm, I don't really know. I'd have to check. I'm like we said, we're yeah. still learning about him, but I want to know what George Washington was like before '01, and if he in fact turned them around and got two eight, eight ten championships out of them. If so, that's insane, and that is exactly what I'm looking for to revitalize the program. Like he, yeah, he no, has been a part of for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's been a part of two, two rebuilds. If if George Washington is is a, was a rebuild, so I love it. I'm all I'm all I'm all for it. And Baptiste, I I love to talk about it. North Northwestern, Big Ten, so that would be Martelli at Michigan, and Hobbs at Rutgers. So he's tapping into his old, his old conference, right? Wait, wait, say that again. Martelli's oh, at big, Michigan. Oh, the, oh, the Big East or the Big Ten. Big, my bad. Yeah, he's talking to the Big Ten again. I don't know. Maybe he has some connections. Maybe that's how Hobbs came out of the woodwork. Was like he he honestly was calling up his buddies at the, in the Big Ten, and and Rutgers said, "Hey, you know, let's 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 that's put his really rate point. That's interesting. I, I I didn't think of that. I did not think of that at all. That could have been it. I mean, you know, looking at his current contacts, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, connecting those dots like that. You know, when I think of Hobbs, I don't know, I probably should have said this as soon as I said his name. I feel, I think, uh, you know, the natural um, Roy Hobbs. Um, talk about, yeah, the natural. Maybe he's the natural coach. Maybe know? he is. Um, <laughs> you know, Wonder Boy. Um, you know, talking about the shiny object. But, um, yeah, I mean, go. it's, it, it, I mean, it, I feel like it'd be a pretty good hire. Um, he came out of nowhere. This, you know, he did. He did. He didn't really of, come out of nowhere. Left field. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, he's the new shiny like toy. Like this is this could be the guy. Um, I would love it. I think he's my top choice, and I'll wait till hear otherwise. But that's my guy. That's it. Team Hobbs. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to. I guess I should talk about some of the honorable mention guys that were also in the mix. But um. Yeah. Might as well. It does seem like that those top six are kind of pulling away, especially, you know, 
I don't know how many hours ago, Rosty was saying, you know, the primary candidates were, you know, Dave Paulson and Hobbs. And that's, you know, last we mentioned. But um, before that, we also heard, you know, Bruiser Flint. <laughs> so another, you know, A10 retread, you know, he was a head coach at UMass, he was a head coach, you know, at um, Drexel, you know, um, City Six. Um, so, you know, he's currently, you know, a head, uh, uh, I think a top assistant for Calipari, you know, at Kentucky. So it's a very interesting name. Um, I don't really know how that fits. You know, I feel the like reason, he's a defensive guy. Go ahead. Yeah, the reason I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not crazy about Bruiser is that he's, an assistant coming from a blue blood program. Um, he does have some experience, but the Drexel tie-in, oh my gosh, it just feels like Ash 2.0. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel like he has the wisdom, but why, why, didn't he, why didn't he pursue another head coaching position? You know, why did he go to Kentucky with Calipari, right? Like why, uh, you know what I mean? He, it, it felt like he, he's, he's comfortable with where he's at. Uh, if he wanted to maintain a head coaching position, I feel like he would have just continued to find another job as a head coach. I don't know. I don't know. What's the percentage of coaches that, you know, things don't work out and they drop to an assistant. You know what I mean? I mean Does that happen often? It might, I mean, it might happen often. Are you kind of like, you're just raving about Hobbs. He's been assistant coach for like 10 years. You know what That's I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like he's an assistant coach for 10 years and you're saying like you, you want him to be the guy. I feel like he is the guy. So Blue blood, um, uh, blue blood, Kentucky, different from Rutgers, I mean, which is like, like a project. Five. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I mean they might need a break from it. You know, yeah. it's very time consuming. You want to be the best. You know, it's very tough. There's only 358. You know, college basketball Division One jobs, and you know, I feel like, um, like I feel like it eats at you. So yeah. you know, maybe sometimes you want to like just be an assistant. You know, it's not as I mean, it's still a grind, but it's not, you're not the top guy. Like it doesn't depend on you. So maybe he needs that break. And maybe, you know, these guys want to go back in it. You know, it's time, you know, they've sat by the sidelines, you know, next to the head coach and, you know, they're, they're ready to get back in it. <laughs> all of them are retreads. Like every, all of our top choices are retreads. So the more I think about it, the more I can't make that as a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the more, yeah, no, I mean, the more I think about media. it, they've all I've done left. this before. They've all experienced it before, which is fine. We have a nice list of candidates, but we're not going to go with that flashy young assistant. We're just, we're just, no, I mean, we're that. just there. And I feel like, you know, 388 winning percentage. And I feel it kind of set back the program. Yep. Um, it was too, it's too risky. Um, we just can't really afford that. We need to, you know, state someone who's kind of, who's going to stabilize the program. Yep. Um, so that's why, you know, you see a bunch of list of retreads. Yep. All right, so the two other honorable mention guys were the, you know, the head coaches in the NEC championship game, um, Bashir Mason, head coach at Wagner, and Jerry Grasso, um, head coach at Bryant. I don't think either are going anywhere, you know, Grasso. Um, here, you know, um, Rhode Island uh, transfer, Antoine Walker's going there. I, I don't think Grasso's going anywhere, um, but – he had a really good year, you know. Peter Kiss killed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really built. He, they, I mean, he had a really good year. Um, and he'll probably get, you know, he'll probably go up eventually, um, get a better job. But I, I don't think he's going to go over this year. Yeah. Um, and I think Mason st will stay there as well. Um, but I think they're both up and comers. But I don't think, I think, like you said, this this job's going to be. It's going to get retread. It's going to be retread. Yeah. Yeah. We need people that are experienced. Uh, Bashir Mason would, would learn right. a lot. Like I know NEC is like a different world compared to A10. And I don't know if, if he's cut out for that yet. Yeah. I think he, he needs to keep doing what he's doing where he's at. I feel like Bashir Mason probably has come up amongst other jobs too, like nonstop. I feel like he's always a candidate for everything. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know why I, I think that, but I just feel that way. Like he, I mean, he's I, always. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like I feel like his name's just out there. Like yeah, always. I don't know. Like I was digging up on Twitter, like what your post was. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> when John got fired, and he was the number two candidate behind Ash. Yep. And I was like, I I couldn't believe that. 
like so many fun. four just, years ago yeah four years ago his name was up there like, i didn't even know he was an up and comer then and he's still like i couldn't believe that yeah of course dumpy was on there as i don't mention of course of course he's, he was uh, <laughs> you know, on the top six now but yeah when you say retread i don't know I, I, this is a corny joke but when you say retread i'm thinking of like treading water in the pool downstairs so maybe that's what some of these coaches are gonna have to do yeah no we're we're gonna be we're nearly drowning so this program <laughs> is nearly drowning so yeah gotta learn how to swim here um and one thing for jared grasso that bryant is now they just joined the america east literally like two days ago they went from the NEC to the America East. If I'm the head coach at Bryant, I might stay put. Um, there might be, it might be worth it to stay because America East, I believe, is a better conference than the NEC. Um, we were saying like only marginally though. Like yeah. It's only better because like they were saying like the, like Vermont had a, Kempon like 56, but everyone else was in like the mid 200s. Okay. Well, or, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, you, that, that's true. Um, I'm just wondering if that is a factor. Like, because of that news, does that mean he's staying? I don't know. Maybe no correlation. Maybe he still could leave despite their moving to the America East. But you would think the athletic department would have faith in Grasso to stay so that they can make that transition a smooth one, right? That's kind Absolutely. of no. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't so think he's he probably not anywhere. going anywhere. So we'll see. But that's why we that's why we mentioned these guys. Bruiser is obviously the the retread of the group, um, and <laughs> would be so funny to see him on the sideline once again in, in our in our house. It would just be so great. You know, it it would honestly it would just feel like back in like '09 or something like 2010. Like it was just, you know, there he is. He's back. <laughs> Not not like a fit, like it would not meet, be met with like fanfare. You know what I mean? Like his name has been around forever, right? <laughs> In Philly. Yeah. Like we just heard his name at Drexel forever. So it yeah, just feels a- like it's whatever. It's just, it's just a whatever choice. Nah, it's it just, I feel like it's crazy, not crazy, but like it's weird that like a lot of these listeners, like you're saying, the retreads and they not only have like head coaching experience, like five of them have A10 had coaching experience, you know, yeah. Bruiser at UMass, Hobbs at GW, Paulson at George Mason, Phil Martelli at St. Joe's, and then Dumphy at Temple when, you know, Temple yeah. was in the conference. So um, it's crazy. You know, I guess he was looking at familiarity. And it makes a lot of sense, um, you know, where he came from with Ash. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, that being said, you know, we can find the right guy and kind of stabilize the program. Um to the, I'm, I'm not going to say stabilize it to the goal standard. Like it's going to take a while, like to oh, get yeah. that high, um, <laughs> in my mind at least. But at least like stabilize the program, you know, where it's been the last four years. Yeah, it's um, in a terrible spot. Yeah, like and yeah, because I feel like it's a it was a pipe dream the last four years to consider anything of like a postseason tournament, even like in the NIT. So if one of these coaches could stabilize the program and maybe like year three, year four, five, um, you know, give me postseason, like an NIT, like that would be like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, of like course. That, like that, like that's where I'm at right now. And I yeah. feel like that's, that's kind of fair. That is fair. No, that is fair. The, the tough part here is that the A-10 got like exponentially stronger with Absolutely. the, adi- with the additions at UMass and um, I'm blanking, Sean. Rhode Island. Archie. Archie, right? Archie, yeah, Archie. Archie at Rhode Island. Like, those are top-tier coaches. And we are in a position where we're going to die if we don't pick the right guy. So you got you to gotta nail this one <laughs> so that we can somehow stay relevant as the whole conference gets stronger. If not, we're, we're heading to the MAC. And that's just, that's, just, that's just the way it is. It's very sad that we are, we're looking for a coach that's like, several tiers lower than an, an Archie or a, or a Frank Martin. Like those two are like uh, in a class of their own. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, you can't compare like, Fran and no, like the, at the same time, like those schools are like state schools. Like they yeah. get money from the state of Rhode Island, the state of Massachusetts. Like we're a private school. Like we can't afford, you know, we, we, we like we're like, we can't afford to come up with that type of coin for right. um, head basketball coach. Yeah, um, you're right. 
I had one last thought, and that is that they need to freaking pick a coach soon because we like <laughs> disagree with what I said earlier. <laughs> yes. Wait, what were you saying? I was saying that you know it's okay to take the time because they need to nail this hire. Like I'm not worried about next year. I'm worried about you know two year two, three, and yeah. four. So if they have to take an That's extra fair. week, they take an extra week. No, I mean if you're going, you can argue. But, but look, we, we, how many guys do we have on the roster? I, I guess the transfer like, quarters. I, I'm not worried, but you're worried about next year. I mean, I'm not like you need to get the you need to nail this higher first. Like, yeah, you don't right. want to rush it. You need to nail it. But like, the port and the portal is full with kids. I'm just yeah, saying that kids won't going, make a decision not going anywhere. Like, yeah. like you still like. I know, I know you're saying it's nice to get a head start on it, but I feel like this is more important. You don't want to rush the hire and make a mistake or miss some like fine detail. Yeah, and be in the same place like three or four years from now, like you That's were. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just getting getting excited. Like I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm getting impatient. You're allowed to. Yeah, I am. You're right. <laughs> That's all I got though for this uh, nice nice breakdown of our current potential coaches. I think that was pretty good, Rich. Do you have any any other thoughts? Um, no, I mean I feel like this is it. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, assuming it'll be one of these guys we mentioned. Yep. Um, I'd be surprised if it's, you know, someone, um, not on this list. Um, so hopefully, you know, Brian makes the right hire. Yep. And, um, you know, we can, you know, be relevant. I know hopefully, you know, the coach can stabilize the program. We can, you know, be relevant, um, once again. And, you know, that's all I hope for. I want to, you know, um, I want to be, you know, competitive. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be a, a winning type of program. I know that's not going to happen overnight. Of and um, I'm hoping that, you know, we can play like real teams. Like I don't want to play a soft schedule. Yeah. You know, I want to play like real teams. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that, you know, new coach will have the same kind of, you know, mentality and philosophy. But um, I really hope that um, my next coach is, you know, is ready yeah. um, to bring this – program to a to a new level a new height um and is willing to go above and beyond to do so yeah well said well said maybe uh fran will bring back the mustache um <laughs> you know that was a good episode rich um that's that's it i guess for the goal of standard in this episode uh thanks for listening once again hopefully the next time you hear from us we'll have they will have selected a coach and we can start talking about what's next um and as always, please make sure you're following us on Twitter. We're at 2,100, over 2,100 followers. So thank you all very much. The uh, apologies for the Mark Schmidt tweet. There's, that was just a joke because literally everybody in the world is saying Mark Schmidt is leaving St. Bonaventure. So why not come to LaSalle? That was a joke. Our apologies. Um, but please like, rate, subscribe, follow us, DM us, whatever you want to do. And stay tuned for the next episode. But until then, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.